This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's, uh, you know, four games straight, I suppose, was just too much to hope for. An interesting, an interesting game. First 25 minutes, we looked like we were, like we were really there to to, to, to to have a go. But thereafter, we just seemed to kind of, what's the phrase? Lose so much momentum and direction and belief. Coventry set up pretty nicely for me to, to sit deep, to stifle us. I know they've had a number of clean sheets and to really hit us on the break and to really kind of break into space where our slower build-up would see our fullbacks pull forward and then they break into that space. And they really hit us at pace. I thought they looked the best counter-attack inside I've seen for, for quite some time at us. But hey, that might be me. We had 67%, Coventry had 33%, but who used the two-thirds or the third better? You can come and tell me. Uh, we had two shots on target. And of course, when we were a goal down, uh, a, a sitter was missed. Interestingly, Coventry, according to Skystats, had uh, a 70% completion of their passing ratio, which I find quite hard to believe because we had 84%, which, which doesn't quite reflect the game that I saw, other than the fact that we got the ball and kept it and knocked it sideways. And I think Coventry looked really comfortable with keeping the ball in those areas rather than moving forward. And there was a real difference in the pace of, of and the thrust of breaking forward. Justin, sir. Justin. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. It's, it's how you look at it. Obviously, we're all going to look at this as at the one game and we'll all go, ah, what a frustration. But it was one of those games and I'm sure everybody will uh, uh, come on and have their thoughts and their views and, and everything else, which is going to be 
important and we'll look at this, but we'll also look at it over the last four games. But we also need to think about it how how everything has gone on with Billich. Yeah, well it's binary, isn't it? It's binary with Billich. It's win or lose. There's no drawing. It's it's either win or lose. It was was four in a row too much to ask? Possibly. Possibly yes, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be too much to ask. We we should be certainly at home offering a little bit more than we did today against no disrespect to commentary at all but you know we should be putting in a little bit more than that I think and uh, the team that we put out strong team you know you've got you've got Chowdhury back you've got Keenan and you've got Saar and, and Semmer up front you've got Pedro in the team that team should be doing something uh, and they just weren't so be interesting to see what everybody else says but uh, I thought that was really disappointing well no no that's that's fair enough I mean to just to put some big bump in perspective because people might not have heard it but uh, uh, Watford supporter Ben Bray tragically uh, lost his uh, lost his life it was reported yesterday in a in a moped accident and our, our love and condolences to his family and there was a there was a, a, a applause on 35 minutes now I didn't I didn't personally know Ben but I know a lot of people who did and a lot of comments have been made and obviously Carl knew him from uh, from being a Watford and an England supporter so as I say our condolences go out to him but let's uh, let's get to talking about one of the things that you know we're all here to talk about which is uh, the Watford game versus Coventry let's go across to and, and and there's a reason especially why I wish to why I wish to add Katie in here who's joining us for the first time in, in a little while hello Katie how are you hello I'm good thank you how are you very, yeah we're very good we're very good <laughs> because I, I desperately wanted to come to you because Justin and I were up at the club quite early today weren't we Justin we certainly were mate yes we were recording a podcast on the in the field for a change, which is something we never ever do. Uh, recording a podcast outside of the comfort of our own house. We were talking to Anne Swanson, who formed the Junior Hornets back in the early eighties. So it seems fitting to bring Katie on first. <laughs> it, it does because Katie is a huge fan of the Junior. I'm sure, everybody remembers. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough of enough of such stuff. We'll get to that another day. But uh, she is a lovely lady. We we, we recorded uh, that with her. With her sat in her seat in her stand. Not often you can do that. Katie, hope you're well. How's things with you? What did you think of the game? And what did you think of uh, the last four games? Because we haven't spoken to you for a little while. Yeah, well, that was like the first game I've been to since moving to uni. So I came back and I was like, yes, you know, we're playing so well. Like I have been watching the last three. And I was like, oh, Oh. like we're going to do so good because we're playing so well. Yes. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, God, this is not good. I feel like I. I'm unlucky and I won't be coming back now to any more games because I just feel like I've ruined it. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I, I think I think Ishmael Asar has to take some of the blame for not picking up the point having missed from approximately 0.1 yeah, yard out I but hey ho have no idea how he missed that honestly I think I think we were unlucky today I really don't think we I mean yes we weren't as good as we have been but we should have had about three goals maybe that were you know the Saar missed the one that was disallowed I'm not really sure even why that was disallowed and we you know that hungbo chance as well oh my gosh that was a great save from their keeper but I really yeah. don't think we were that bad but I do think the tactics were wrong Coventry sussed us out pretty quickly in the sense that they just shoved everyone at the back and then we weren't able to like get through because we play we were playing very possession-based football and it didn't work because what, what like what we have to play attacking football because they were just defending the whole time. But I just think, no, I think the players look tired and, you know, fair enough. Like, they've had a lot of games. and But again, it's not really an excuse. It's the championship. That's what it's like. Everyone else is in the same position. We really shouldn't be losing to Coventry at home. Like, 
I, I thought Coventry weren't amazing. They've got some good players, but I don't think they were that good. I think it's definitely a big loss. And yeah, the players just, all the other games, the players have always looked quite energised and quite, you know, up for it. But today, the first half, we were good, but we didn't, you know, we've got to kill the game off when we're in, when we're playing well and stuff. And we just didn't. So I think it, I think it was poor, but I don't think we were horrendous. No, I don't. I don't think we were horrendous at all. I said earlier on the the passing stats for for Coventry was seventy percent, and us was eighty three point eight. I think if there was another stat which said passing success of the final ball, ours would have been poor. We got into some kind of good positions, but it's, it, especially for me, and it'd be interesting to see what other people think, because I see a game one way, other people will see it a completely different way, was that Yao Pedro, nothing seemed to be working for him yeah. today. No criticism of the lad at all. He's been absolutely fabulous all season. But if there was one game where every single pass he made, they just got a foot yeah. through, or he passed it just too near a commentary player or it would just run out or it would just not quite work or he would he would do one of his little spins and try to get in and they just get it it just didn't seem to work yeah. for him today and I thought when a spree when a spree came on he gave us a little bit yeah, of cohesion um and and that where, where the ball got played into him for that chance his pass through to the overlapping Kamara was wonderful oh, yeah. simply because he got he got the ball he just stopped he just waited and went no. Yeah. Now I'll play it, and it was it was it was delightful, and you know we've we've got him there, but I think it's just I think for me we chalk it down as one of those games, but other people may disagree. No, I, may disagree. I think so, it was one of those games, like it just nothing seemed to go well for anyone. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of those things, isn't it? One of those things. Are you back for the for the full weekend with the family? Yeah, just this weekend. Very good. Okay. Well, I hope it's all going well for you. So lovely, Thanks. lovely to hear from you, and uh, and obviously we will. Uh, you, you'll be listening out to hear the uh, the Anne Swanson podcast yeah, all about wait. Junior Hornets. We know you're a big fan. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Katie, lovely to hear from Thank you. you. Thank you so much for calling in as always. You take care. Good luck back in back when you get back up to Thank uni. You. Right. So, 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 so. Let's go across to... Guys, thank you so much for already calling in. We've got you there. We will be coming to you. I'm going to add in Wendover Horn because we'll see whether or not he is on the A41 in the bus lanes of some northern town. Unlikely today, I grant you that one. Or if he's parked up somewhere near Chorley Wood. <laughs> Hi Peter. Hello, mate. How are you doing? No, I'm on the I'm on the St Albans Road at the moment because Watford is chock a block. Rammed. Absolutely yeah. rammed. I think there's fireworks on tonight, mate. I think there's fireworks on. So uh, oh. traffic not good. Well, I've, I've, well, I've got, there, there, there weren't fireworks this afternoon, no, unfortunately. They, in the end, they, they I've got Mrs Wendover Horn in the car today because she's been shot. You got Mrs Wendover. Yeah. Hello, Mrs Wendover Horn. Oh, Mrs Wendover. <laughs> Round of applause for Mrs Wendover Horn, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're so sorry about the post Luton activities. <laughs> He, he went home very happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's been to Primarni. Yeah. Uh, what did I think today? Very, very frustrating, wasn't it? Uh, after the Sarmis, I said to the guy to my right, "We're not going to, we're not going to score today. It's one of those days." Yeah, really frustrating. I tell you what, I took out the game. Jow didn't play well, but he's, he's going to have the odd, odd, ga- uh, the odd off game. He's a young boy, so that's absolutely that's going to happen. It's you know, he's a de- developing lad. But when you're playing at home, when you am I still on? 
Have I dropped out? You are. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, when, yeah. when you when you're playing at home with playing against a team with five at the back, I question: Do you need KMB and Chowdhury in the same side? I don't think you need two holding midfield players playing against a team that are sitting so deep. You may you may argue what are the other options because we don't have a mass of midfielders yeah. where where you have to question the owner for for not providing them in the summer. You know, I took that out, out of the game. I also took out of the game their their, their, their time wasting goalkeeper. Now, <laughs> now, if I was a betting man and I had a Neil Silverstein dot com app on my phone, I would have had a bet that he was going to get booked after the ninetieth minute, and he did. Book them early on, and they stop doing it. Why do they always book them on ninety minutes, or eighty-eight minutes, or eighty-seven minutes? For that, I find that really, really frustrating. Don't get me. Don't go on. Well, I was going to say that particular tactic, when your goalkeeper's doing it, you love it. But when the opposition goalkeeper's doing it, you get really fed up with it. But I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, on the on the second or third time where you're pretending you're injured or, you know, you, you're waiting to yeah, you know, yeah, put, yeah. pick something or taking the kick, that it's just it's just taking the mick and you really do need to book them on. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Ben Foster was an absolute master of the arts. You book him early on, uh, Just. You book him early on and, 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 you, and you stop it. And, and you stop it. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. I, I tell you what, I liked their... Their, their 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 man up front, their lone striker. Oh, yeah, Jukares, not off. Yeah, not yeah, off. He's, he's a player, isn't he? He is a player. Can't can't see them having him after January because he is absolutely outstanding. We yeah, we we got a job done on us today. They came in with a plan. I thought they were good on the break. Uh, you know, you have to question how many chances did we have? We had the Hungbo chance. We had the the, the, the Miss uh, chance. Other than that, I can't think of many more. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Thank I think... You. No, no, I was going to say, I think, you know, uh, well, we're going to have Rich on in a minute, in, in half a minute. See what I did there, Rich? You'll love that. But last week, when, when Rich and I were speaking after the Wigan game, I, I said, and, and, and Rich agreed, which was how good it was to see Kalu, who wasn't alive today. Unfortunately, I can't do the shout. He, he went and sat down afterwards. After the game, he kind of started yeah. slowing the game down, and it's it's just it's just game kind of being game smart. It's streetwise. Being streetwise, it's yeah, yeah. What you do, and 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 because th- th- there was a bit in just before he got taken off, Pedro, where he had a little kick out yeah. because he was getting frustrated. Yeah, he knew we weren't getting getting around anywhere. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just it just didn't pay off for for Sar or for him with that final ball, that final moment, which was which was very frustrating. I do. In, yeah, I think I get what you mean about you know. Do you need two two anchor players in the middle when that's not rock, what they're really doing? I mean, what what for me, as I said, and it'd be interesting to see what you and then Rich and everybody else thinks was because we build up so slow, we do what I thought we did with Yabby Grazia, which is we build up so slow and slowly come forward to try to keep possession, and your fullbacks both kind of gravitate forwards, the moment they win the ball, they spin out and they hit you on the break into the gaps that were left. And that's exactly where their goal came from. I was sat next to Justin and I was having a, a hissy fit about Kamara was stand forward and inside of where he needed to be. And needless to say, the ball spins in there and they get it across. But they did it all game. It just yeah. happened to be the one time they needed to do it to pay off. 
ah, ah, uh, one of those, uh, one of those. Uh, they, of course, they came with a game plan. I thought they they executed it beautifully. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You know, good coach, good coach who. Uh, who got the better over us. One point that I've picked up, no Kamara or Siri Alta for Tuesday night, both both suspended. Well, that's so, going to make a difference. So yeah. you've probably got the lad Morris at left back or, or or Ken. I'd probably play, I'd probably put Ken in there personally. But uh, yeah, both of those, both of those out for, for Tuesday nights. Oh, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Well, no, agree. Well, we'll go, we'll go to Rich. But first of all, let's just say, Thank you, Mrs. Wendover Horn, for letting Mr. Wendover Horn come out and play so regularly. Oh, it's great. I don't mind at all. <laughs> as long as we know where he is, she's all right. She's Absolutely. She's glad to get rid of me, Pete. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't did say I. that at all. Neither did I. No. At the moment we take Greg off, we'll, we'll all go, yeah, we meant that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> no, right? There, there he goes. And Mrs. Wendover Horn, Mrs. Wendover Horn, we need to get a number from you to come into the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Club. <laughs> to the squad we're going to need that next time Greg that's your homework for the weekend <laughs> okay mate <laughs> alright guys catch you soon to you, catch you for uh, for Tuesday yeah cheers buddy right so there, there he goes Mrs Wendover Horns come on the show brilliant oh, I love this very good but we're not stopping there not by half see what I did there <laughs> see what I did there Rich oh yeah guys Rich, can you hear me alright we've got you there rock solid sir rock solid oh uh, what did, what did fed, you after cutting you going there go on I'm fed up tonight. I've got I've got vested interest in beating Coventry, but I won't uh, bore you with that story. But oh my goodness, oh, I, so, I so enjoyed the other night. We're a professional, organised, got stuck in. You know, did the job away from home at a tricky place and a cold, miserable night. And really wanted everyone to be up for it today. And it was as flat as a pancake. And the thing that I'm frustrated with the most, and I. I I love. I've started to love Slaven Bilic. I thought I've thought I was getting into his psyche. I thought this guy knows what he's doing. And today, I thought he was abysmal as a manager. Because, and I'll tell you why. And I agree with a bit of what Greg said. Um, I'll add a little bit to it. Basically, 25, 30 minutes in that game, it's obvious what the game plan is. Coventry have five, six players literally lining across the back. We've got one centre forward up front and who's, who had to keep coming back to get the ball. We've got four men at the back against one striker. Now, yes, mm-hmm. he, played, he played well and was handful. But to me, after about 30 minutes, you say a, a clever manager, a, a Graham Taylor, sorry, I've gone there again, um, a, a Slavisa Jokanovic, somebody like that, they think, right, it's 30 minutes. We go free at the back. We play Sierra Alta in the middle, Troost on the right, and we put Kamara left. We've got the pace there. I know he might not be great in the air, but he could play there. You take Kayembe off, because I agree with Greg 100%. Him and Hamza just are the similar type, and Hamza is the better version of the breaker-upper and keeping them the ball. Kayembe yeah. turns around in a 360, goes backwards all the time, yeah. barely puts the ball forward. Today, you needed someone to progress the ball. And we did nothing. We should have bought. We should have put basically um, taken KMB off, put Goslin into midfield for a little while. He's still got the legs, and he did well the other night. Get a bit more progression going forward, and then spread it a little bit more and bring Bayo on. So you bring Bayo on for KMB, put him up front with Davis, 
or even be a bit bulky and put Jake, Jake, no, Pedro up front and bring a Sprillier on there. Pedro, I don't know. I don't know who that was in the number 10 shirt today. I, you know, like you, I'm not going to slaughter the lad. He, he, no. just had, a, he had a disaster. And uh, whether he's unwell or something, I'd, I've never seen him so off colour and nothing went right. And so either put him up front and make things happen there. And we did nothing. And we carried on. And we came out. I said, oh, he must do it at half time. And half time comes and goes. And mm-hmm. again, it comes out. And straight away, they go down and score. Nice square ball. Our defence marking one man, four defenders never got near him. And it's just so demoralising because, yeah, we weren't terrible and we had so much possession. But yeah. Coventry were laughing. Their fans sung it. You know, how crap must we be there winning away? He says it all. You need, you know, where was the smart tactics? Robbins is sitting there rubbing his hands. Every little ball into the box is headed out. Davis wasn't, no one was ever in the penalty box when the ball went over, particularly in the first half. You know, Davis gets there and uh, occasionally, but he's playing too deep. It's so, so frustrating, you know, and we don't, we don't draw games. We lose them or we win them, you know, try and get a bloody point. Even if it's at home, you know, the leaders have lost today. We've got chance to make up a little bit of ground and that happens. And, I just despair at times with it. And I, I just don't understand the tactical, what was going on today. And, you know, yeah, we can, you can, we can class your 84% possession or whatever it was, oh, you said. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what difference does it make when you're going backwards and forwards across the back line and across the middle? How many balls were in that penalty box? Yes, we, had, we were unlucky. Saw how he misses, only he'll know. How did the goalie get his fingertips? And I literally was right behind it. I, you know, I'm up in the air. I don't know how he saved it. Magnificent save. So two chances there, unlucky. But that's it. Two chances. Apart from the goal that was disallowed, we've done nothing else. The goalkeepers had catching practice. And it's so frustrating. And, yeah, I'm, de- I'm more upset today because I don't, you know, I've got reasons to dislike Coventry and I want to win. <laughs> I, I wanted to win that game today for, for a different reason, but oh, I'm so fed up, and uh, I, don't, I just don't know. And, and as Greg rightly said, I, I noticed it as well. The two yellow cards. I mean, we're, we're patching up a team again for Reading, who got beat themselves last night. Who are going to be hungry to try and turn that over them? We could end up going into the bloody international break or World Cup break, whatever it is, flat as a pancake again. And it's so annoying. Get a bloody point out of that game. These are your home games, and again, I'm watching the top. Right-hand corner of the Vicarage Road end, laughing, jumping up and down. We've had barely barely any chance apart from the last game, which, yeah, was wonderful there. But other than that, I'm just so fed up. I'm sorry. No, I'm mate, 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 no, no, not at all. I, no, I agree with you. We, you know, we, we kind of stayed, I was going to say, we stayed with the same formation, the same shape, apart from the fact that we started to lose a lot of that shape and formation until... Yep. Hungbo came on, had a go. Espria came on and, and and tried to give us a little bit more cohesion and open up those, those moments and minutes. But uh, no, it was, yeah, it was deeply frustrating. And the fact that it seemed clear after that initial 20, 25 minutes of enthusiasm, and it almost yeah. it almost popped like a balloon with with the goal not being given, which I believe was a pullback from 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 Davis. At least yeah, that, yeah, that, it that, was that a was, foul. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no complaint about it. It was like, no. you know, if, if it's there, it's there. You can't, you can't knock it. Yeah. But yeah. thereafter, yeah. Uh, you know, Robbins absolutely had had them sussed and done in terms of exactly how we're going to play. Because I'm sure everybody sat there in the first, even in that first 25 minutes and went, well, we've got loads of possession. 
but they've had four chances on goal and we've had one. And suddenly we exactly. scored, but it's disallowed. But nothing then, then altered, which was a frustration. But, hey, you know, as I said beforehand, we can also turn around and say, you know, it's it's nine points out of 12. And I appreciate that's a very convenient stat for me to pull out when I wish to have it. <laughs> But hey, yeah. you know, we we shall see. But we know what it's going to be. But I thought they were, I thought they they came and they did a job on us as similar or similar-ish, shall we say, to the way that Swansea did when they came up. They stopped us playing. They had a game plan. They stuck to it. They executed it, and they're back up. You know, the M1 rather than the M4. Um, yeah. With, with with the points, far too many motorway analogies in that particular metaphor. I think that, I think that. I think that's my frustration in in Slavin today. That he he's, he literally just got bamboozled, and he, he didn't he didn't know what to do to change it. When to me, uh, I thought it was obvious what he needed to do to give them something to think about, and he didn't react today. And that was that. What can you say? Never mind. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Rich, thank you, sir. As always, he ain't half good. You see, you've even got your own sign-off material now. See what we do here? <laughs> this is brilliant stuff. Cheers, Rich, mate. Have a good uh, evening. Salam, mate. All the best. Have a good evening. Now, does anybody suspect that Rich has probably got a mate who's a cough fan who's going to give him absolutely dog's abuse on Monday? I suspect that may be the case. Carl, I'm going to come to you in a minute. But in the b- b- before we do that, we're going to go to Coventry City fans versus Bitter fans. This is interesting. Coventry City fans versus Bitter fans. I, I, sir, do we have do we have a cough support? Oh, we might. We might well have. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, enjoy getting back up the M1 or or the M40, whichever way you're going. Uh, with, with the points. What was your take like from your side? We're way down by three points on the M way, so I think it's going to take a little bit longer yeah. to get back. Oh, he's come. He's having a gloat. You can't blame him. We do the same. There you go. Mate, it's football, uh, Mark, isn't it? Mark, Mark, oh, of course it is. Mark Robbins today. Uh, we had we had a preview show with the uh, with the guys from uh, uh, What's the Crack, and I also went and spoke to Sky Blue TV, and they were speaking very, very, very highly of him. As I think, I think we can all see today. But you've got some half decent players, and I hope that doesn't come over as condescending as it probably sounded. Gilcares is he like that each week? Because he was mint. See, for me, Yock is a player who, yes, he has good games like he did against you lot today. But then when mm-hmm. we play Wigan at home on Tuesday night, he'll drop an absolute clanger. He'll play dog shit and he won't be able to hit a barn door. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank him for turning up today. God, it, It's annoying because you, you know that a player of that ability sort of has, has something about him. And he, he is a Premier League quality player, but he needs that standard of being able to do it week in, week out and being able to score the goals before he can make that jump to the Premier League. That, fair enough. I thought, as, I, as you probably heard, after the first 25 minutes, I thought, you know, a lot of us have said, we think we think Robin's outdid us. He has stayed with you for what's been a torrid time off the season, uh, off the park, but you've, you've progressed on the park quite clearly. Before you go, what what are, what are Cov fans make of, uh, of Mark Robbins? So, he's sort of, he's the king, really. He's... If, if it was any other manager, and forgive him for saying this, but Watford don't cool. stick with managers for very long, do they? You sort of give them three yeah, yeah. to six months. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and it, it's, sort of like, it's sort of like Watford bring a manager in, they give him a few months, and then when he doesn't sort of perform because he can't do anything with the players that are there and he can't bring his own players in, it's sort of like, what, what can he do? Whereas yeah. Robbins has a system. He'll see a player or a youth player. and he'll bring, Fabio Tavares, for instance, he saw him Fabio and said to Fabio, he was like, look, I hope you're not coming here to expect first-team football every week. And Fabio sort of said, look, I don't expect it. 
But then look at games like Preston last season where he came on in the 85th minute and he's absolutely rifled one top corner 95th minute. He's a special player, but it's just about getting the balance right. Because if you chuck a player in at the deep end, they're not going to be sort of the player that you want them to be. And I'm sure you've yeah. seen it with your youth academy. If you bring a player up that's been playing in the under-23s and you chuck him in a first-team championship game or a Premier League game for even that matter, they're not going to know what goes on, are they? You need to sort of wean them into it and get them, get them playing, get to, get them used to what happens and the referee's decision making and that sort of thing. Very true. Very true. Look, we're gonna we're gonna go on and lick our wounds. Enjoy your three points that you disappear up the uh, up up the M1 with all three points and that. Uh, have a good night out on it. Hope the stadium thing. Hope your stadium thing gets sorted out. As David from the uh, What's the Crack podcast said to us, he said we go through stadiums like you go through managers. We yeah. I I know I know we said you've got no stadium, but every supporter of every club wants every other club to be stable and we hope you get that stability can I just ask something something before I go as well fire away mate fire away what were your thoughts of Coventry fans today at Vicarage Road are they the sort of thing you've seen there or how all the way through mate no you sang all the way through you had a massive voice yeah you totally outsung us I think today I thought you were great in in terms of the Watford atmosphere Obviously, there wasn't. There was a little bit of noise generated and that sort of thing. But is that is that a common thing for Watford, or is that just because things weren't going your way and everyone's frustrated and angry that you're not you're not playing as you should be? We're not. We're not. Yeah, we're not the loudest, but we are also probably, in fairness, that means that we're quite patient. Don't tend to get on the backs of everybody um, as a group, which is one of those things that happens. But I think what you often see with away fans is because, of course, you're all there. You're all there as a group. You're all travelled. You're all committed. We're very loud as an away group, not so much as a home group. And I imagine, I, I, I don't know, because I've, I've, I've only... I've, only ever gone to see Coventry at the High, uh, Highfield Road rather than I haven't gone to the to the Rico or the CBS or whatever it's called. Yeah. It, it, you know, you know what happens. Your core support dissipates, and it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily echo around. Be interesting to see how you guys are at home. But uh, no, I would say that on the on the away trips, and you did this a couple of years ago with us in the in the in the in the League Cup. We got the better of you that night, but your your guys, you had the whole of the Vicarage Road end of the road and you were in line, and you made a racket, and you did today. So. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, genuinely welcome. Lovely to have him on. Um, but now we're going to get on to the licking of wounds and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth because, you know, we're going to do that anyway. We shall go to Carl. We've got we've got Uncle Ron. We will be coming to you. Hemel, I'll be coming to you first after Carl. Uh, Neil, we've got you there. Sean, I know you've been there as well. I'll be getting you in. But... Carl, are you, are you at hospitality? I am still in hospitality, sir. I, I am. Are you I am still. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're still in the grounds, currently enjoying ourselves. You know. You know that term being sent to Coventry. That was me because I had to. <laughs> I had to wait behind a Coventry supporter. What the fuck is that about? I'm part of the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Are you fucking. I'm waiting behind a Coventry fan. <laughs> It's fucking outrageous. Um, well, I know. It's almost it's almost like somebody suggested I was going to buy a drink for the entire I mean, month. who would do such I'm, a thing? I was thing? just taking that. I have no who idea. Never mind. Tell us how your uh, day's I been. I mean, our, our day's been amazing. I'm, I'm with Brett currently. Brett's, uh, so just to, just to paint a picture here, me and Brett are sat around the table, very posh table, and we're, we're sharing an earphone, aren't we, Brett? <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So it's very glamorous. It's very glamorous in hospital here at the moment but I, I, I just wanted to, um, to, to to call in to say um, it, yeah it wasn't the best of performances the commentary fan about the home support 
I'm going to say something, and uh, you know, whether whether people are, uh, are listening to me or or, or not, um, Watford Football Club has its own agenda in terms of the home support. It, it, it's created a monster in terms of the home support. We are we are segregated all over the place. Um, I do want to say something very, very, very quickly, yep. and it's the most important thing I'm going to say today. Go ben on. Bray, Ben Bray died very recently on Thursday. He was an absolute legend of a man, an absolute legend of a Watford supporter. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to personally miss him. That, that's the biggest thing for me today. Not the result, not anything that goes on today. We've lost one of our own. We've lost a real, real top, top quality guy today. And 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 that's that's just put that in perspective. We weren't the loudest today. We weren't the best today. But you know what? We are we are one. We are one football club at this here, and and we will come back. And we will be the loudest supporter group you've ever seen, Coventry. Uh, that that last guy that came on and said we were We fucking we are oh. we are brilliant. I've taken that I've taken that personally because we are. But at the moment, oh, at, at the moment go. we are we are. There is a bit of um, there, there is something going on, but. We are the best supporters you will ever come across in the country. I promise you that. I'm going to pass you over to Brett because he's he's desperate to say something and he's got the other earphone. So here you go. <laughs> I'm always desperate to say something. I just talk. That's what I do. But look, basically, I echo what Carl said. And thank God he's got like a deeper meaning to today other than... <laughs> what happened on the field (laughs) and the the result. But you know what? When we came in at full time and we got served a cheese board (laughs) and we started discussing (laughs) the benefits of blue cheese and why it's just fucking horrible, but it looks all that and everyone goes, oh, look, they bought the blue cheese out. That's what I thought about Watford today. We look like, oh, they bought the blue cheese, but we couldn't fucking put it in the net. It's is, terrible. Is 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 the bar is the bar closed now? Um, Brett, Look, is the bar closed? Justin, I think, I think you should stop ordering. You're beers now, you're mate. insinuating <laughs> that I didn't make sense there, but I think that my analogy makes perfect it sense. Does, does, <laughs> that when the blue cheese came out, everyone goes, "Ooh, they've got blue cheese," and yet it tastes like shit. And that was Watford's right. performance. The way that we came okay. out in the first, the way that we came out. In that first half, we looked like we... And then we had the faux goal, and then we had the Sar sitter. We should have been 2-1 up, like the blue cheese looks. But when we tasted the blue cheese, we lost 1-0. <laughs> yeah. Great analogy. I think, great, I think, great analogy. Uh, I think, yeah, great analogy. <laughs> Do you get it? Come on. You get it. I think so it's I, time I, for I you guys it. to... Get it. I'm sat here. Carl's <laughs> drunk as much as me and also oh, talks dear. about the blue cheese. By the way, can yeah. I say one more thing before you... No, before you can't. You really can't, Brett. No, yeah, no, no, cut. no, Brett, that's it. Because there's only so much that we can hear about blue cheese. And also, it's just a guess, but I think... Carl and uh, and Brett are sharing the the headphones. Brett has probably got the headphone which is nearer to the microphone. <laughs> you know, now for a man for a man who knows about audio and recording, a bit distortion there, Brett. Bit of distortion. Never mind. You guys, go back and enjoy yourselves. Go and uh, go and break down the uh, the difference in the sky blues and the blue cheese and everything else. Let's not worry about that. Who could we possibly bring on to follow that? 
cacophony of nonsense. Those two players, there's only one person. We are going to wing our way across to Florida to Uncle Ron. Uncle Ron, are you walking a dog or are you in situ? No, I'm in situ. Ah, this is this, this is the kind of quality. Sir, we've had three wins on the bounce. Tonight we are, you know, you, you can hear the the the, the squealing of tyres and the crashing of the car in, ter- in terms of it. Not that bad a performance, but a very frustrating tactical battle, which I think we've been comprehensively outdone. What were your thoughts? Well, as, as Morrissey may have sung, I was, <laughs> I was happy in the haze of three wins in a row. But heaven knows I'm heaven miserable knows, now. Miserable now. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, that was awful. It was awful and, and very depressing. And I'll say why, because... Coventry have a few good players, and that's why, yeah, that, that's why it's depressing because we're up again, we're, we're all right against the, 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 oil, the oil tankers of Wigan and Luton. And Diokarez, <laughs> with a modicum of pace, uh, and Pustikong couldn't cope. And we saw the same failings that we saw last year. So, if by hook or by crook, Watford did get promoted, I mean, what, what, what a horror show would unfold next season because. You know, Mr. Pozzo is not going to revamp the defence. And um, it's a bit it's a bit depressing in that sense. I'm just trying to work out, though, which one was more pleasing, whether or not it was the Smiths opening or the oil tankers of Luton and Wigan. I did enjoy that. Oh, no, we know that they don't see that particular part as the opportunity to bring in players who can be sold for a profit. It doesn't fit the typical Pozzo model, although Udinese have done reasonably well in terms of in, in improving the defence there. I do think, though, it's one of those, it is one of those games where we needed something to go for us. We needed, you know, <laughs> you know my, my son in the first half just said, I know this sounds daft, but we really need to score here. Because And it, it was just one of those games where we just needed that break to come in. And it never happened for Pedro. You know, we get the goal and it's pulled back for the, for the, for the pull and what have you. And uh, Ismail Asar had a, had a strangely not quite working uh, game. And nothing, nothing quite came off, despite having the ball for very, very long periods, which was very frustrating. But as you pointed out before, other teams such as, and I'm thinking of Brighton rather than Brentford in this instance, have made good money by making inspired decisions about defenders that they're bringing in, you know, such as, for example, Cucciarella. And, you know, they've now replaced him with Estupinian, who's probably actually the one defender who we did buy as a as a sort of insightful transfer purchase, but we never got to see the benefits of him. Any others that you're that you're thinking of uh, uh, at the moment, uh, Rupert? Um, no, I mean the other thing that that I haven't mentioned is that the fitness level seemed to be about thirty percent less than the opposition. We we this squad can't don't seem to be able to play three games in a week, and I I believe they're on their way during the World Cup to a five-star facility in Spain. And I'm old enough to remember when Graham Taylor had them going to the army camp pre-season. They should be in an army camp. Why, why are they going off on a jolly to Spain? What, to play a few sort of nonsense uh, five-a-side training games with those um, toddler's goals that we often see on the uh, <laughs> official side? They should be. They should be doing the assault courses. They should be caked in mud. And getting some fitness into them. So it's a bit of the old kind of square bashing and grit and determination is is, is what you're after out of them. Well, not, not necessarily. Just 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 to be just, fit, just punishing them the other team. 
They're not fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I think we and, and I, some we, car we, and feathering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, everybody. There's 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 Uncle Ron Rupert. He goes by many names, but he always comes out with a blockbuster of a line. I like that. Now, now let's get down to it. Square bashing and tarring and feathering. This is the way forward. There are a number of of, of training facilities for professional football clubs in uh, in and around Spike, well, the Iberian Peninsula in general, really. And I'm sure they're going to be disappearing off there. I do know that Davin Bilic has been disappointed with the general fitness. And one of the things he has said that he wants to do is to have a proper uh, mini preseason because he knows there's you know he's been surprised at uh, at the lack of the the general fitness not just in the medical sense but also in the general kind of fitness uh, that that we've seen I just think that today and with with a, with a lot of the game that we had we we build up possession and we hit we do it so slow but with there's lots of movement off of the ball to go nowhere in particular yeah. whereas when Coventry got it they hit us they you know they they kind of sit deep and they're taking their kind of recovery breath or whatever you want to call it. And then when they go, they go with pace and we we just look like like our legs had gone completely. A number of people have observed on the on the five word reviews today that uh yeah that we 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 look tired. So I think they're they're echoing your points. They're echoing your points, Uncle. Last question before we let you go to back back to the to the Florida sunshine. Two games to come. We know that I think it's Kamara and Sierra Alta are going to be out. So again we're you know, there's there's a there's paucity in this in this squad that Billich is having to cope with. What do you think we'll get out of the next two games? Reading at home and then the final game before the World Cup, Bristol City away. What what are you expecting, Uncle? Difficult. It depends if Cabaselli plays or not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> right, so hope Cathcart's back. If oh. Cathcart's back, we'll beat Reading and um probably not beat Bristol City. There you go. It's like it's like Uncle Ron's greatest hits, volume five, which as you all know is available. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. But Ron, have a good weekend, mate. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Cheers, mate. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke on Trent and co host Chris England in London's SW16? Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social. Lovely. Right, so let's go to Hemel. Hemel, you have been waiting so, so, so long. I do apologise. We saw you just before the game. Yeah. What are your thoughts after it? I was was quite optimistic uh, that we might carry on that result after... after Cardiff, but yeah, obviously it's Watford. So um, yeah, back back to I think building building off. You know, I think we, we're lucky we've got we've got Reading to kind of fight back and get, get to winning ways again. But we'll see how it goes. Obviously, we've got those suspensions. So yeah, I think overall it was I think it was one of those one of those days. As soon as that disallowed goal happened, then I really just thought it's, it's going to be one of those days. And then they scored up just shortly after um, the second half. So disappointing day, but it happens. It's a championship. I think you know you can't expect to win every single game. Um, even you can see Burnley; they got they got battered today. So yeah, it just happens. Um, it's it's, the, it's, it's to... the league, isn't it? It's the league that we have. Exactly. So I think just need a. Just need to bounce back, really. I think that's what you have to do in this league. Just get, you know, we've got the three wins in the, on the bounce. That's a good good points tally, and I think we've just got to keep going from there. 
Oh, um, there you go. Really, some positivity there. We're liking this. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to be, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, well said. Well said. Like that a lot. Like that a lot. So, you, do do you think we can? I, I just asked Ron, and he went, "Oh, I don't know. That's a difficult question." You, you think we've got enough to take Reading? They lost um, last night, didn't they? To uh, yeah, two, one I, did, at home I was Preston. watching that game. Uh, Chad Evans actually scored some two two really good goals. Yeah, um, he did. They, they showed a bit of resilience. I think let, let's just see really what Watford turn up because you, you never know. Um, you know, different to Watford's turn up. But you know, Millwall was awful. Then you got Luton. You know, there's just different different personas that turn up every uh, Watford game. <laughs> so let's yeah. see the right one. Right one turns up and gets a result. But yeah, I hope, well, hopefully we can get get some wins. Uh, you know, as I said, we we want to get that good momentum going for after that break we have after the World Cup. So. Yeah, let's well, see how it goes. Well, we'll see how they are once they're back from Spain and once uh, Uncle Ron has booked them into an army square bashing camp. That'll be interesting. Thank you, Hemel. Lovely to see you earlier today as well. Hi, this is Marlon King, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. We're going to come to Neil. Neil, we'll just come to you in just a second, but let's just have a quick look at some five-word reviews. Mikey Abraham said, drop star for Tuesday night. And then he said, and this may, this may have been immediately after, open goal miss, fucking useless. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Uncle Ron added to his earlier fine performance, quoting the Smiths and their lesser-known track, Defence Pathetic Against Any Pace. I think it was probably on one of the uh, lesser-known albums. Gary Arster <laughs> said, Cabaselli playing on Tuesday night. And then there's a bomb and an explosive sign. Again, this is just this is just all pointing towards Florida. Gary did also ask on the uh, on the thing earlier on. How pissed is Carl? The answer is probably tired and emotional. It normally is. Mal, we we, we saw you in there earlier on. Oh yeah, you're there. We'll get you on in a minute, but that'll be good. Took Coventry too lightly today. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. That may be the case. Uh, Louis Teixeira, too predictable, tactically outplayed. Alan Tarrant said just one of those games. Yeah, I think we kind of that's how we sort of see it. I mean, obviously, it's if we get that bounce back, then it's just one of those games. We got to make sure we can't we don't go into any form of tailspin. So we have got to hope that we get something better on Tuesday. Natasha Wright played like the weather grim <laughs> Peter Wilson says other teams defend better Peter, look at Peter this is Peter comes in and goes I know you want five words but I can do it in four he's holding a letter he's holding a word back just for himself not sure that oh look at this Rob C had the chances to win very good point Peter Ryan Charlie Big Spuds mugged off I like that very very much Peter Ryan just he just uses five words to the extreme like it a lot um Ben, Ben Matthews, you're quite right. Cov, superbly well-drilled team. I thought they really were. Um, I, you, you know, you've got to give credit where it goes back to it. Um, it's time to go, says Watford are back. Hello, hello. Uh, bad performance, but Christ star, says James, WFC James. Um, oh, Nicholas Smith, oh, the real Watford is back. <laughs> Carl Campions is quite good. He's put Shepherd Primary School was robbed. I'm, I'm going to come to that in uh, just a second. I'm going to okay. come to that in okay. just a second because that is a triumph for everybody on this podcast. A few weeks ago, we had uh, Barry on from the Wigan podcast called Progress Through Unity. Well, do not scratch your eyes, progress through moaning an awful lot. That's our kind of approach because what was back today, the really, really important stuff, the, the penalty shootout was finally back. It's only taken us moaning about it for about nine months to... Uh, Oh, it probably had nothing to do with us, but what the heck. But Nicholas Smith was the the real Watford is back. I think he's just still better that he didn't get on the Wigan kebab kick personally and went opted for the uh, opted for the full English, but there we go. Anyway, let's go across to Neil Silverstein. Neil, sir, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of a theme this evening. So the theme is cause and effect. <laughs> right? Loving this. Go on. 
So right. fir- first one, cause alcohol effect blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cause piss poor recruitment effect lazy bastard players because they're complacent and the first team virtually or the, the starting eleven picks itself. Okay. And yeah. you, you kind of then run that into the, the, the first goal, well, the goal cause, and I think, I think you, you mentioned it earlier, Kamara caught out of position, supporting Saar, plods back, Serial to get dragged out of position to the left back, and lo and behold, more space than the whole state of Florida for their uh, their forwards to uh, to finish nicely. For me, it, you know, then inept performance and, and low fitness, that's the effect. The cause of that is the fact that I, I believe Jerry Elter's still involved with the well was involved with the fitness but it, it, it's, it's just predictable it's the championship football i think as, as a couple of people have said before yeah yeah it's the unpredictability and the coventry lad that was on talking about their food who i thought was 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 quite, was really decent today mm. um it, the players are playing in the championship because they're all like that we've got as in you know sar who was i mean for me i can't believe people haven't hammered him for that miss i mean yeah, that that was that has got to be up there with one of the worst misses that I've seen from a Watford player. Try and tell me one that's worse inside the six yard ball, and it goes way over. Is that he, he wouldn't be able to do that? You know, again, if he tried. Well, he can't do it from twelve yards either, can he? Really? Well, so <laughs> that's that's true. But but the thing is, most of the players out there today, with the state of the squad that we've got, if if they're available, they play again. And, and that's really difficult to motivate. It, it's, and it makes Billich's job virtually, well, very challenging. Um, and, and the people that have been calling for change, what, what options does he have? Yeah. Right? And, and you kind of go back. I mean, the, I'll keep that. I've been banging on it for about four years. The recruitment is the root of all evil for us. I mean, how, you know, we, we bring the wrong players in and the ones that we bring in are fucking injured. Right? It, 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 it's just madness. And I think somebody else used the word earlier. It's just frustrating, right? You know, Jao Pedro can do more. You know, uh, Saar can do more. And you know that we've got the talent to to give anybody a game in this division. But it's if they re- if they're mentally switched on, we get it. But too often we don't. But um, I can't, I can't knock Pedro today because he's he's, he's <laughs> dragged us through recently. But he just looks tired. It's really interesting. Stay where you are there, Neil. But, but yeah. uh, a couple of those next ones were, in terms of the five-word review, Leanne Selma saying one of those days. Another one who's just who's just keeping a word spare for himself. I like that a lot. But Lee Johnson said, too many injuries, players knackered. And it's and I think that there's a lot to say in that because, as you say, it's one of those things about the championship because the championship comes at you 46 games over typically a 10-month period. It's being condensed into a nine-month period because of the World Cup, FIFA. Thanks very much for that. And we've reduced the squad because we've had to reduce the budget, of course. But as you say, it means that the players who are left, I won't say fit, I'll say walking, are having to be thrown in each time, each time it kind of picks itself, I think, as you said there. You know, we were talking about is our Chowdhury and KMB just just simply too similar, you know, in there. But again, what are the choices that he's really got? Because, you know, 
Gosling at the moment. And it'd be interesting to see what other people think about whether or not Gaspar gave us something different going down from from right back. I personally don't think he really did. It was a, it was a sub for a, a, to try to keep everybody, you know, to keep their minutes down. It felt like did did was there anything on the subject apart from the addition of Springer that you felt worked today? We praised him last week because he because he made some subs and he changed the game in the favour. Did did the subs really make a difference for you today? Uh, well, no. I mean, for me, I, I think the the gas bar for Gosling that that was an attempt to, and it's a bit of an ironic phrase, freshen it up and just go like for like. And uh, for me, actually, uh, to answer your question directly, no, only Esprit really had changed the game, but yeah. he, he's got that in the locker all the time. I actually think there was one of the problems, and I get, I'll go back to the root cause. I think the pre-season, by the looks of it, was ineffective because they, they you know, their base levels of fitness doesn't appear to be there. And then what you get is, you, you, and we're seeing it, you start to get muscle fatigue injuries um, rather than impact injuries. And the fact that, you know, I, I'm not into sport professionally, I can see that, most people can see that. that those that are in the sports science side of it clearly can't see it. The only hope is that Billich, I think as you said on it, he's going to treat the World Cup break as a, as a you know, a, a Mark II pre-season. That might help us. But you're right, we, we're just rolling players out literally as soon as they're off the injury uh, list, which they're not allowed to build up their, well, they're not able to build up their base fitness levels. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's just, you know, it's the same thing over and over. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's a shame. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that it's uh, it's not as binary as it has been because it, it started off with you know lose one, win one, lose one, lose one, win one, win one. Let's hope that we can turn the corner. Thank you, Neil. Really, no good, uh, and I'm going to go enjoy some blue cheese now. Uh, the, I, I'll be honest with you. If we were to ever to give these things titles, blue cheese and uh, some combination of blue cheese and the Smiths would definitely do it for me. I think. I'll That's leave you with you. Have a good evening. Everyone. All right, well, have a good one. Thank you very much, Neil. As always, Mal, sir, you are there, and then we're going to be coming to Sean, who's been waiting forever. Sean, I am so sorry we've kept you kept you waiting there so long, but Mal, sir, hello there. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. And yourself? Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. All, all things considered, let's be honest, there's more important things in life. We know that. Three games win. Yeah, okay. We've 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 lost today, and uh, I don't know what you saw, but it, it it felt like Coventry came and came and did a good job as an away team with a good plan. Is that is that how you saw it? Yeah, I think um, my my view is I think teams uh, like it was at Wigan. I think they're sussing us out. When if they come to play football against us, there's a chance that we win one nil, two nil, two one. But it's like Rich said, if you have a look at the Wigan game, they had like six to eight players behind the ball. Every time we got the ball, six to eight players. Today was the same. Coventry had about six players behind the ball and that. And we just don't seem to have much idea of how to go through. And especially uh, during the second half, we played like Saar went inside and that, and there was nothing on the wings, and we seemed to struggle to play through the the middle of teams. Yeah, and it's it's one of the things that, um, and I I I did a a, a long piece that's going to be coming out in something soon. We won't go into that too much about what happened with Yabi Grazia. Is when you play with inverted wingers, invariably 
they push into the middle and it condenses the middle because they don't just move into the middle and condense the area with their own bodies. They also take their corresponding defenders with them. So it gets very congested in the middle and you're looking to kind of thread the eye of a needle. Then what happens in order to create space, your fullbacks have to push on and you're left with bloody great big gaps if we get hit on the counter. And unfortunately, it's just what it's what happened today. And I, I do think that uh, Slavin needs to probably find a way of, of, of thinking around it. I mean, we I don't know if you caught Rich earlier on, but as he was saying, you know, uh, you know for, from his from his perspective in there, it was, well, you know, how many how many defenders are you playing up against one against one forward? Can't you and you're losing the middle because we're kind of uh, we're, we're kind of outgunned there and we need to make the change. But but. We can't we can't be too greedy. You know, we we do know that it's there and we know the attritional factor of, of the championship is gonna mean that we're gonna have that. But hey ho, hey ho, how do you think Tuesday and then and then Saturday away at Bristol before the World Cup? Any thoughts on uh, on how many points we might be able to muster? Yeah, and I watched the uh, the Reading game last night and I didn't think much of them, tell you the truth. Um I think if if um the, the players uh, are fit enough and uh, especially with Pedro today he had a poor game yeah. um, if he's on form I think we could win that one quite easy 3-1 in that Bristol City don't know <laughs> it depends on well Nigel Pearson obviously and what, what he does with his team uh, at the back I uh, just hope that there's, there's not another Wigan performance of where they put like six to eight players behind the ball and we're struggling again but it is, I suppose, it is what it is, and that's the championship, really. Yeah, very true, very true. Yeah. Well, let's, let's let's fingers crossed, and we'll hopefully hear from you hear from you Tuesday after we've won. Let's 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 pretend that that's possibly going to happen. Let's hope. I thought Keenan Davis looked looked and gave us the the start that we really needed, and for the mm. first time in a long time, we started the game with tempo, and then we kind of just it just once that goal didn't go in, ah, we know. But hey, we'll shall, we shall see how things go Tuesday, Mal. Have a yeah. good week. Have a, have a great weekend for the rest of the time, mate. And uh, and we'll we'll catch you Tuesday, hopefully. Can, can I just say, of tell course. Carl to stay off the butter pie and the blue cheese. It's it's, <laughs> it's the dairy products. It does, uh, crikey, boy am I, boy am I a hypocrite? I've been a hypocrite in so many ways today, but you'll find out all about that. I have to say, Wendover Horn. I, I hope this. Is, I imagine this might be Mrs. Wendover Horn, who's probably in charge of the mobile telephony in a car currently in Bristol, moving slowly towards Buckinghamshire. He's added on the the comments. Blue cheese baby, LA lady, seamstress <laughs> for the band. Look at that. Combine, combining both cheese and Elton John in one simple move. I'm, I'm crediting Mrs. I'm, that, that's an assist for Mrs. Wendover Horn. I'm, I'm insisting on that. Mal, yeah. we'll catch you soon, mate. Right, Lovely okay. to hear from you, mate. Cheers, you take, care. take care now. Thank Cheers, you. Mate. Lovely Bye. stuff. There's Mal. There's Mal. Right, we're going to bring in. Now, I think I know who this is. It says Sean, but it's not Sean, is it? I reckon this is probably Charlie. Charlie? Hello. Yeah, we've we've rustled your <laughs> your alias. Your, yeah. you, <laughs> how, how you doing, you, mate? You've done me, yeah. I uh, and funny enough, <laughs> Charlie, who I suppose is my other handle, is uh, sitting next to me outside the KFC in Amsham for the last hour. What are you? It's human. Oh, I think Sean. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think there's one thing that we need to establish: the, the blue cheese is not the problem, is it? <laughs> Well, I have it on very good authority from Neil that the, that the blue cheese is the effect. Blue cheese is the alcohol. Right, okay, yeah, he does. He, he might not like <laughs> the blue cheese, but he don't mind the pork. Um, 
This oh, is very, okay. yeah, I suggest, I suggest that alcohol has had a big day today oh. for, for Carl and Brett there, but there you go. Go on, so mate. Listen, it, it wasn't horrendous today, and I have to tip my hat. I don't think anyone left much in the changing rooms. I think there was, uh, at least there was a shift by everyone, which I thought, but it just, it didn't work. And there was a lot of individual errors. You know, Kam- Kamara really was... Uh, Really wasn't on it. He was at fault for for the goal. He should have tracked his man rather than slide and try yeah. and intercept. But it was just it was just so bloody easy, and that's and that's what really is really frustrating. You know, uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the, the Coventry team talk, okay, boys. We're gonna go we're gonna go and play Watford today. All right, um, we are pretty fucking slow at the back, but we have got some big lads and we like to get stuck in. So. What we're going to do is we're going to nullify their two wingers, hopefully, um, and we're going to play five at the back. I don't want you to move, but we want to stop Sar and, uh, and, and Semmer getting into those pockets. So we're going to sit there. Then the other five, we're going to, just going to play really compact in the middle. All right. And we're just going to scrap around and see what we can get. They play two centre midfielders, but don't worry, because if the man in front of them doesn't have five metres space around them, they will not pass it forwards. So stay compact mm-hmm. and you're, we're all right. They've got a Brazilian lad who is very good on his day, but he'll always go out wide, grab it, and he'll bring it to you in the middle. So stay in the middle. He will come to you. And their captain, no matter which one it is, by the way, whether it is Cabaselli or fucking McConnell, <laughs> will make three mistakes if you pressure them. And we will get a chance. And if we can take one of those mistakes, boys, we can nick this 1-0. Well, that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? It's just so... It was so easy today, and that was the issue for me. Kong, I, I, I'll get shot down again. I'm sure I will, but he's fucking useless. And, and it, Mate, this is the this is the place where you come to say what you want to say, what you feel you it, want to say. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no Listen, problem. He got yeah. shot down by he got turned three times. He was out of position twice. Yeah. He they could easily have scored twice from him. If you're going to dribble the ball at anyone, you drive at him because he'll go side on, and you just think that's great, mate. You're jockeying like you're taught to. I'm going to go for the back, so you've got to spin. He. He was really yeah. poor today, and and a, and, a, and a few of them, a few of them were. But there's an interesting one. My, my little boy pointed out today. He said, um, "How many games did Rob manage before we let him go?" Can you can you, can you answer that? It was ten league games and one league How cup match. How many league losses? He had two defeats in the league and one defeat in the Where league. Were we in the league when we got rid of him? Oh crikey! This is coming at a thick and fast. We Seven. were probably about eight, weren't we? Oh, How go. many games has Billich had? Oh my lord, he's had more. He's had more losses. I know exactly. that much. He hasn't had as many and we're games. In the same, we're in the same position with more losses. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Billich is is not a better manager than than Rob. I'm not saying that at all. And I was a a big look. It's it's not a bad appointment. And I and I wouldn't say that we're playing better, but we're definitely playing with a bit more desire personally. So I think the boys mm-hmm. are going onto the pitch thinking. Look, I need to up my fucking game here and I need to actually put some effort in for everyone around me. But today, 
it, it was very poor. I mean, we've had some really good callers on today. We should never have stuck. And I'm really pleased one of the, one of, um, the callers mentioned Yukanovich because you, your mind always goes back yeah. to taking yeah. Anya off after 15 minutes or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Changing the shape when you're down and you're... Yeah. And he weren't going to do that today. And you can't play two defensive midfielders and one up front against five people. You can't play those two players together. It, it, it was that was really disappointing today. Really, really disappointing. I we didn't. I don't think we played great in a couple of the wins we've had, but at least we showed that we were prepared and we can win ugly. But today was ugly. We didn't get the win, and actually we didn't really do anything to to, to try and get it. Really oh look, everybody, everybody, there is Charlie. There is Charlie. No, there's Charlie. Okay, hold on, hold on. There's Charlie. All I'm really looking forward is Charlie and Sean gets in. And Mrs. Charlie says, cool, you've been a long time. And Sean turns around and says, well, we were sitting outside KFC for for an hour and then he had to give a Coventry team talk. That's exactly exactly it. It wasn't hard, was it? And fair play, Coventry came to us today. They weren't anything special, but they they put in a a very good championship performance. Get some Neanderthals at the back, keep the ball out. Scrap around and you'll mix them one nils and, and fair play to them. Fair play, fair play. It's, a, it's an Achilles heel that that we have all the way across. Guys, go and uh, go and grab your KFC or whatever it is you're going to have and go and have a spectacular Saturday night. Sean, so sorry, mate. You've been having to wait for your dinner. Go on, go and get some. Right. Cheers, Charlie. Thank you. Now there was one great call because Charlie always puts in a great call. But the other the other week, Boyd came on and had an absolutely stellar debut call, which was superb. So, Boyd, if you want to hit your mic button, sir, and uh, and come on and let us know what you think from today. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, very disappointing. I think the reality is we're not fit, which worries the living daylights out of me, because what in God's name did they do pre-season? They're, they're just not fit. Pedro had an off day. You can live with that, can't you? Yeah, he's going to be a wonderful, wonderful player. And he had one of those days where nothing worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Kamara is showing that he's overrated. I'm probably going to get stick for this because I know he's a fan favourite. He's overrated. He made a dreadful error for the goal. And then at the end, gets himself suspended for Tuesday with a ridiculous tackle. I mean, just stupid. Fioralta as well. Yeah, Fioralta was yeah. like to get booked in the first half. So that, that's that. Now, I know people have come on talking about recruitment and Duxbury's yep. getting it in the neck again. When are people going to wake up? This is Pozzo's club. Pozzo's everything. Duxbury is an exceptionally well-played puppet. He's been made a fool of with the sacking of Rob Edwards. Some people mm-hmm. would say, well, why doesn't he resign? Well, would you on a million pound a year? Yeah, he's been made an idiot. But people blame him. And I just wonder what's wrong with people. This is a Pozzo club, top to bottom. Every decision made by him. My fear for the team is not fit enough. Slavs subs weren't good today. Mm-hmm. Really didn't work. I thought Aspria, yeah, looked lovely when he came on, but then all of a sudden he went out wide. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that at all. 
I thought if you're going to bring him on, you play him where Pedro was playing. Absolutely, play him you right in the middle. Bring him yeah. on and pull him out wide. Uh, Saar again, made of glass, goes down all the time. Final ball appalling. You know, is it any wonder Aston Villa changed their mind? I wonder, you know, everybody's saying, oh, well, either Sarah or Pedro will go in January. I don't think Sarah will go. I don't think anyone's going to buy him for what we want for him. I think he's very overrated. I think he, I think he flatters to deceive. I think his, his number one weapon is his, is his out-and-out pace. And I've never seen Correct. somebody so quick, so reticent to use his pace. Um, yeah. you know, and he's not, he's not one of those, uh, I was almost going to say Mickey Quinn, <laughs> who, who said they would be quick over five yards. He, he's quick over 25 30 yards, he needs to get, you know, one-on-one with a player and push it past him and go, and he just doesn't want to do it, which is I mean, ever so frustrating. When he tried it a couple of times today, he, he roasted, did it. He yeah. roasted Eccles, but, but then was... next time he gets it, no, and he didn't even cut in today. No, there was not... one point where he was on the byline, he hit a cross that a seven-year-old schoolboy would hit. Like, he got all excited yes, yes, yes. and smashed it, and it went out for a throw-in. And you think to yourself... What is going on? Goes down too easy. Davis, good first half, wasn't really in it the second. Yeah. But my biggest issue is with Chowdhury and Kayembe. Do you know, if you watch towards, I'd say, the last 15 minutes, they mm-hmm. looked like they were playing five yards in front of the two centre-half. And yeah. we're 1-0 down. And both, both of them are playing five yards. In front. Now, I you have to blame the manager for that because surely he has to scream at them, do something for God's sake. Well, the thing is, it's, with, with, when you're playing two uh, central midfielders in front of a back four, in front of a back three, and whatever shape you have, it's not beyond the wit of man to be able to say, right, you're the holding midfielder out and out. That's your job. That's your goal. You. When we've got it, you move from this position and then join and move because you yeah. moving and flexing and having a bit of fluidity in that position is what makes it hard to pick you up. And that would be an ideal thing for KMB to be able to try to do. And he did it a little bit at Eupen and he, he did it very, very, very little at uh, Anderlecht when he tried it because yeah. he's, su- he's such a he's such a continuity player. You know, he gets it, he gives it, he gets it, he gives it um, yeah. all the time. And also his natural instinct is, I think somebody said he, d- he does three six which means he's still going forward, but I, I get what they mean. You know, he, he always looks to turn back and always yeah. looks to, to keep it and just destroy it. You know, if, if we were to have one piece of, and I appreciate what you're saying about, the, you know, the kind of the recruitment and where that falls, you know, it ultimately it falls to, it falls to Gino Pozzo. He's the one who writes the checks or or puts the request in for the Pozzo network to, to, to write the checks. And Gioretta is supposed to be in charge of the technical side and the recruitment as well. Whoever it falls to, the the thing we need more than anything is a genuine box-to-box midfielder in there who can actually win some of the physical battle but can get forward into advanced positions, can actually crop up into the box. Because other than other than Pedro playing in that kind of in the holes kind of position, if you know what I mean, we don't get midfielders into the box. We no. nobody nobody makes a third man run. Nobody makes a run beyond the midfield. The only player who did in the first half, which was again absurd and part of the problem in the, was was Camera. 
camera yep. made a made a made a, a run beyond the forward line, and it was like, well, let's hope they don't break. It's not like they've been doing that every five minutes in this game so far. Oh no, yep. they have. Well, um, we we had a box to box midfielder that a lot of people didn't like, and that was Kuchka. Yeah, Kuchka could play box to box. Now I don't know if he wanted to leave or what have you. I, but the thing that annoys me, I don't get annoyed with a bad performance because that's the real world of football. Yeah. I get annoyed with this lack of fitness. It's unacceptable. Surely it's a minimum requirement. You give 100% and you're fit. Can you imagine being a world-class tennis player and not being fit? Oh, sorry, I can't play five sets. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's unacceptable that someone has to take responsibility. Slav cannot be blamed for the lack of fitness. You perhaps have to look at Rob Edwards for the lack of fitness. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, you know, it, I know be, he's be, everybody's favourite and everybody says lovely old Rob and it was unfair and it was this and that, but he was with them pre-season. So maybe... He has to take some responsibility. I think uh, I think a lot of people look at it as, especially with a lot of the upset. And I'll put my hands up. I was upset that that we let him go. It wasn't it wasn't so much about the individual man, although that was something. Was the fact that so much was put on him at the start of the season as to be the ambassador, the the yes. the, the, the the cultural architect, you know, the person who was going to change the direction of the club, and we're going to do this, and we have learnt, and we're going to support him, and then not really supporting him because we know what formation he wanted to play. Everybody knew, you know, he, even when he didn't have a, a squad that could play it, he still played the most left sided player. Bar KMB, I, I will say that in on that on that right slot to try to play it. Yeah. So yeah, but you're right. The fitness pieces that we've had there, it's been it's been such a such an issue. Yeah. It's been very poor. It's been frustrating. But we have had three games before it where no, we've where no. we've where we've seen some, some discipline and some performance and some and a bit of that grit and determination. And as you say, you can take a, a poor performance. And you're quite right, I think, when you say about, you know, young Pedro in there, you know, I think I think we can let him have a bad game on on the odd occasion. And he didn't really have a bad game. It just didn't kind of work off for him. Really his, his final ball just seemed to get cut out a lot. But there we go. There we go. Yeah. Boyd, Boyd, sir. Thank you so much for joining us again. Hey, always, welcome. No, mate, always excellent to have people who come on with strong opinions and want to kind of articulate them and share them. And people, you know, everybody who comes on here and listens, and indeed those people who lurk, I always love the lurkers, come on because people are going to come on and say what they feel and, 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 and how things have gone. And that's the whole point of it. So your addition, sir, is as ever a fine one. We're going to go to a regular now. Um, and then, oh, where's he gone? Where's he gone? Where's he gone? Have I lost him? Oh. I was just about to add you in, George. You seem to have disappeared. There we go. It's it's, it's always this crashing inevitability when 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 Pete's back on the on the controls that something will go wrong. Never mind. Ah, there he is again. Let's try and get him in. Come on, George. Let's see if we can get George to to to, to send us off, and then we'll take a look at that. George, if you want to hit your uh, your mic button there. Hello. Hello, mate. Oh, yeah, that was that was a forlorn hello. I I think it's it's been as frustrating an afternoon for you as it has for the blue cheese makers of. Uh, of Watford. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Cool. I'm not as annoyed as I would be if it was, say, obviously, it could have been, like I said, it could have been a lot worse, but I'm not that bothered because we were we were okay. It's just, it's mm-hmm. the fact that we couldn't finish it off in the final third. Crosses were poor. Passing was slow. We, we gave Coventry time to defend certain players. 
so that we couldn't pass forward. It was all just a bit off. Like, and you just know that players are tired because obviously we're coming up to the World Cup. There's two games to go. They're coming in the next week. So it's just, it was, we were going to lose at some point because the championship is unpredictable. So a team with the quality of Coventry, a team like them was going to at some point have a lot more eager than us to go and get the three points. And we were going to lose at some point. Like a win, uh, an unbeaten run isn't going to last forever. And very true. It's going to happen. But it's now a case of fit, fitness wise, we are screwed. And thankfully, the World Cup is next week. But um, yeah, it's a blessing in disguise. It really, it really although, it's, a, it's a very good disguise. But, um, go with the fitness, we really, we really, really need to be looking back at the recruitment because we've got Courtney House who's come in and he's instantly injured. And we know, I mean, I'm sure the well, I hope they know, but they should be knowing what his injury reports in the past have looked like. And they should really be looking at, at saying, is he the right player to be signing in a 46 league? Yeah, 46 match league. Yeah, absolutely. And in, yeah, especially, I know, I know like you said, where it's um, from a 10-month period to a 9-month period, it's not going to work. And the fact that we're so thin in the defensive department doesn't even help either because we're even worse than that currently. And we're now having to play Cabaselli next week because the altar's gone. Yes. Yes, we need we need you're absolutely right, mate. We need this break. But that's a lovely level of, of, of pragmatism that you're looking at it with. You know, it wasn't the worst. It's one of those. It is one of these things that we have, but you're absolutely right. And as Boyd mentioned earlier on, you know, the recruitment and what happened in preseason and uh, and where we got the fitness in the legs, let alone the fitness to get bodies on the park is always going to affect us. Absolutely it is. George, thank you very much for that as ever, mate. Love George's regular uh, contributions come win, lose or draw. He's kind of even handed in terms of taking a look at it. So a, a couple of things just to kind of finish with. Let's have a look, have a look at a couple of the, the comments that have been made because there's, there's, there's some, some here that I, w- I wanted to have a look at. Sky Blue Fans TV, who I was on. Hello, guys. They said, we love Ben Wilson's time-wasting. And Justin, being very unanimous, uh, magnanimous about everything, just shouted boo back at them. I like that. That's very good. Uh, Natasha Wright says, credit to the Sky Blues fans. Uh, bought their best singing voices to the Vic and their collective 12-man vibe. Must have affected our players' concentration in addition to the inclement weather, kudos and safe journey home. Also, anybody who's listening from the cop fans, you know, I, I, you know, I think we know that your manager, who we know that you like very much, came and did a job, and we didn't, we didn't match it uh, uh, today, which is obviously a shame for us. But hey, hey you, you've had that. We've been doing the preview shows, and we had uh, this guy Blue TV, but we also had what's the crack, Dave and uh, uh, and Neil from there, who who came on and were great lads. And it's really interesting because when you're talking to supporters from other teams, they come on, and you know, you realise that they they they've got it for their club just like you know we've got the affection for ours but it's incredible how 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 much in awe of having Yao Pedro of having you know Saar of having potentially Keenan Davis it you know wow you've really got them wow well you we saw today that unless it's in a plan that's coherent for 90 minutes Rather than for twenty five, organisation is gonna is gonna work out is is gonna work you out, and they were organised and they worked hard. I think we worked hard, but I thought we looked like we were dying a little bit. Natasha added, "We won't let the results spoil our seven year anniversary date tonight." Oh, happy anniversary, Natasha and Mister Natasha. I probably should call him Mister Wright, but that just sounds wrong as well. Picking up our Chinese and Jammy Rue Red. What note is that for a cosy night? Love to all our fellow Hornets. Oh, there you go. There's there's big love from 
from Natasha there. That's, that's all very good. Uh, Louis Tashira said, unlucky today on another day. We could have got three or four, but that's how it happens. Didn't work out for Sar or Pedro today, and it showed. Coventry sat and defended, and to be fair, we broke the lines, but the final balls weren't great. That's the championship. We have to be better. On to Tuesday. Very good point. Very good point. Uncle Ron said, Boyd is brilliant. Boyd, Uncle Ron, you, you know, what can I say? Boyd, you've got a fan there. He was he was applauding you all the way through, like many were. Uh, oh, Dazza from uh, from from I I would imagine with his Coventry uh, uh, champions logo, Dazza is is possibly a, a a Coventry fan. Says Sar is a poor player. Well, he can be devastating for three minutes. Unfortunately, the game's played over ninety. Think you deserve to go? Oh, there we go. Here's another one from another Cov fan. Hello, hello, Daniel. Daniel Fitzpatrick. He said, "Think you guys deserve a goal? Two brilliant chances, but at the same time, feel like your midfield is very, very weak, and we were able to break through a lot." No, mate, you did. Uh, you did very good stuff. You did very, very good stuff indeed. So, uh, fair place for you, one and all. So, nine points out of twelve, or no points out of the one game. Obviously, it, it's a shame. And heard about uh, uh, the, the unfortunate passing of Embray, and that is that is puts a lot of things in, into perspective etc uh, we've had a number of people who have had bereavements and uh, John P if you're listening mate we hope everything is is, is good with you uh, and, and lurk away as, as, as long as you, uh, as you need to but we look forward to when, when you're back we also look forward to post World Cup the bunker being open and everybody being able to get together as a community. We've got some things that will be uh, hopefully coming out over the, over the certainly over the window of the of the World Cup and be do, doing various other things as well. And we had an interview today with an absolutely lovely lady in Anne Swanson, who obviously the the family stand is is named after, and she was an absolute joy. We then went over and saw the the kind of stuff that was going on. In the, if, if you're not aware of it, on the Vicarage Road end by the Graham Taylor mural, there is the Cornerstone Church. And in the church hall there, they had loads of stuff going on for, for youngsters. You don't have to be a junior hornet. You can literally just rock up and just uh, just get involved. And there's lots of funds and there's, you know, table football and there's this there's this football game thing that they play even indoors even on wet days only on Saturdays of course so it's going to have to be after the World Cup now but do get along to have a look at that and we'll have a podcast out about that and a little bit about uh, uh, more importantly about Anne as well and the and the future Junior Hornets moving forward because uh, you know we're challenging whether or not we're a family club or not and uh, and they're trying to respond that they are, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody, everybody who contributed. Some great callers here today. Thank you so much to Sean for waiting patiently while Charlie made him sit and listen to us blabber on for an hour before getting Kentucky Fried Chicken and then delivering a pre-match uh, uh, commentary <laughs> commentary game speech, which seemed a little bit strange about seven hours after the game, but never mind. Um, thank you, everybody who contributes, whether it's uh, by the five words or via the reviews or via the comments it is so appreciated thank you very very much indeed we will see you all back for the uh for, for the tuesday game at home to reading see if we can't go into that world cup break with an upward tick rather than a kind of a ah we got we nearly got there so we will see you soon guys thank you so much we'll catch you later you want Podcast Network.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.